Don't give me your COVID through the microphone. <laughs> Welcome to episode 67 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm talking Jeeps before the podcast jumped sure. on, which is pretty awesome. It's something we have in common. Yeah, we're both Jeep guys, and we really don't talk that much about it. You've got a really cool XJ. That uh, that I used, I used to have an XJ, and I love that was my first Jeep. I have two. Remember, I have two. It's of just them true. You now. have two of them now. Uh, and yeah, those they're awesome. They're some of my favorite. They're just Cherokee. tiny. That's the biggest the biggest problem about a Jeep Cherokee is it's like it's an underdeveloped SUV, which is why it's beautiful off road and why people love them. They're super compact, super reliable. But when you try to fit two or three people. Plus oh, any other gear. I mean, you fill it up fast. That's why everybody has roof racks and all that other stuff. That's why I got rid of mine. Cause I think I was, I had two kids, maybe a third on, I don't know if I can't remember if I, if I had it before Ashland, but it was to the point where uh, it just wasn't a, it wasn't something I could fit multiple baby car seats. Dude, in we we like drove that. around with three kids in the back until we had our you know until our fourth was born yeah which would be about two years we were driving around just packing three kids in the back yeah but they're not the safest vehicle well that was the other thing too and and mine had been i pretty much turned mine into like a little truck so i I took out the back seat built a a platform box with a drawer underneath it was sweet uh so i didn't really have a back seat in it so I think I had to put the back seat back in when we had when we had kids, and but uh, some of the modifications I made to it before we had kids made it not so safe either. Yeah, but did I? Yeah. So I, so, uh, I went for my I went on my first off roading trip this weekend. And There's Greg's a, probably buying a lift kit. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the lift kit before we went on the weekend, but I do have a lift kit. I was going to say. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I, I, I bought a Mopar too. And so if you're listening and we're probably losing people already, because they're like, I came here to listen about business. You guys are talking about Jeeps. Well, hold on. We're talking Jeeps. We'll tie it in somehow. <clears throat> we're going to do what we want. This is our podcast. Yeah. So I got a Jeep Gladiator last year. Actually, it's like a year almost to the date now. I've had it. Uh, it's the uh, Jeep pickup. And yeah, I ordered a two inch Mopar lift for it like a couple weeks ago. This is be- even before we went off road this weekend. But I took the family to Southington Off Road, which is where ORD was. And yeah. Uh, and just, just had a blast. The family had a blast. I had a blast. And I actually, I, I was completely blown away at the capabilities of of, the, of this jeep uh just what it can do locked out front and back and what it can do uh for low and it's just it the only reason it couldn't go anywhere is just because of the wheelbase of it because of how long it was yeah um uh, that was really that in clearance but it was more it's more length of stuff but i i still i still sent it man i there's a few things i'm like ah, i might get stuck here but i didn't come here to not not get stuck. I was like, I got a winch and I'm with people that have, that have straps and winches and stuff. So, um, but yeah. And then <clears throat> I got, I got, well, I, I, one of the things I want to say is, I mean, there were a bunch of XJs there that were 
pretty heavily modified. I mean, six, eight inch lifts with forties and 42s and stuff like that. And I mean, those, again, <clears throat> the, the, the wheelbase length on those was, was really the only limiting factor in some of the super tight trails, but those things could go up and over just about anything that any other yeah. anglers could. Uh, they're pretty insane. Yeah. I have, you know, Jeep update for me is mine's in the body shop and it's almost to the point where it's getting paint. It's probably maybe the end of this week nice. it'll get sprayed. And then after that, it gets the big lift kit and long arm lift and it has lower gears. I'm taking all the parts from the other Jeep that are legit and putting them over into the nice black diesel Jeep. And I'm going to scrap the other one. How big is it going to be? Cause it was already pretty. Uh, it was at four and a half inches and it'll probably be sitting around eight inches. Dang. So I'm done. Yeah. I, I, I could fit 37 inch tires on it then, but I'm probably going to run 35s. Yeah. But I'll, I'll have at that point then I already have a locker in the front. My rear will be locked up. It'll have 456 gears. The Dana 44 out of the other Jeep is going in mine. Yeah. Everything that it's all iron, iron rock off road lift kit and stuff. So it'll, it'll be a lot higher. So a I've lot, got, a lot higher. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got, I've got 35 on, uh, on, I've got 35s on Jeep wheels. I'll be selling here. Yeah. Well, the, the Very funny nice. thing is, um, they're, they're, they probably changed the wheel pattern too, but yeah, um, I think they're all five by five. Mine's five by four and a half. Uh, so it's probably well, different. Yeah. Just drill an extra hole somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got a CNC machine. <laughs> yeah. Why am I wobbling? <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't remember what I was going to say, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I, the Jeep for me is kind of like the outside escape and I, I really plan on making more, more content with it. And I started that Jeep. This is what's funny. This was a confirmation to me that if you post things about guns, you you will have some form of limitation. You're going to have to be innovative with how you reach people, um, especially in the current social media realm. Because I started this Jeep page. It's Turbo Diesel XJ, and it's at 2,300 followers right now. And I've barely, I've literally put zero effort into that page. I post somewhat regularly. And at 2,300 followers, I watch and it's ironic because on Keystone carry on TA targets, my Jeep shows up in the search feed, you know, no guns or anything show up in the search feed, but I see the, the Jeep photos showing up in the search feed and um, yeah, I can easily get a thousand, 1500 likes on turbo diesel actually every time, just every post comments, messages. It's crazy. I've been thinking about doing a, doing YouTube channels. Just what I need is another YouTube channel. But yeah, I've been thinking exactly. about doing a channel with a Jeep, but but almost for that reason. I mean, mine's got you know, mine's all decaled up with with Neomag stuff. So really, if I do a Neomag Jeep channel and just just do Jeep stuff, I don't really have to talk about gun stuff. It's going to direct right, and that's towards Neomag. So so my my YouTube for Keystone Carry, it, it's this weird. I'm in this weird reality right now where I'm, I'm trying to figure out outside ways to drive traffic to TA and the other things that I'm doing. And one of the ways you can do that is like you said, if, if you're a prominent figure in some circle, you can point people to where you want to point them. You can make them aware of what your company is. We already know that in the off-road community, there's lots of people that love guns 
There's a lot of crossover and overland. It, it just, it exists because they're very similar people. And so I've been, and I've been wrestling with figuring out how do I, how do I do all the, all of this number one, juggle it and then point people over to the company. And, and my Jeep videos on Keystone carry do fantastic. And I always, I talk about TA. I put a special code for TA on my YouTube so I can track if people are converting. That's one of our best used codes right now. And so I'm, I've proved to myself that that is a viable option, but it's just hard to balance everything out. And then I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, well, right now I have gun content on Keystone carry and I'm super tempted just to make a just Jeep YouTube. And of you know, of course, on all of these platforms, I'm not going to be able to post every week. You right. know, but that, even that, if that would be my thing with with the, if I did a if I did a Jeep channel, that would, that'd be my my issue too. Is I one I can't afford to <laughs> I can't afford to keep putting stuff on it to, to keep doing like build videos, and uh, and I, I just I don't have enough. I have to travel pretty pretty far to get to other trails to be able to you know to get off road content with. Well, dude, if you if you put like we we were talking just so everybody's aware one of someone I was talking to on Instagram and a, a video Greg just sent over is the story till now they have an awesome YouTube channel driving his Jeep gladiator typing in the words Jeep gladiator or epic Jeep gladiator built Jeep gladiator. If you did a YouTube video like that, it's like clickbait yeah. and it's like everybody wants to see those built Jeep gladiators. You ought to do an experiment with that. Like just do a walk around of your gladiator even if it's on the Neomag YouTube and I bet you, you'd be blown away by the amount of views you could get. Well, that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah. So I ordered a, a, a two inch lift and I'm like, I'm going to do a video of that. Um, I actually ordered 37s yesterday. So which, <laughs> nice, which I got those from uh, custom offsets, which I actually found uh, the guy who does their media management is a Neomag guy. And we were talking last night, uh, trucks and wheels and jeep stuff like that so those are already going to come mounted balance so all i got to do is put those on but and then because it's going to be three inches higher my family already has to hop up into it i bought some uh like some uh it's a rock rail but it's kind of got a little, little like a rock slider but it's it's got a ledge on it uh you know so you have something to step on so i'm gonna have those to put on which uh so yeah i'm, I'm gonna have some jeep content uh coming up here because i've had a, i've had a number of people ask me for some jeep updates and stuff like that so yeah there's something about so there's a reality that we face with our business and it's that at any given time you can be kind of snuffed out and it, it's not even that it's just say just passively you know if even if Instagram's not like, I hate guns and this is why we're blocked. But the fact is those things don't show up as much and it's hard to reach. It's still very possible to grow a page. Obviously your page is growing. Our page is growing fast. So it is possible, but it is different than it used to be. And I'm constantly just thinking of ways to, to try to reach new people that are in of a same, a similar mindset, or at least can be influenced by the content even if they're not our core customer right at this moment. Right. And that's why, you know, once my Jeep's all done up, there's going to be a lot more Jeep content coming out, you know, a lot of cross country trips and things like that. I have 
there's a couple companies that are willing to work with me and like let me use some of their equipment or borrow one of their freaking awesome trailers to go cross country with. And I just, I just think that it's smart to think of different ways to branch out and, or at least for me, I, I try things. And then, so for example, the Keystone carry YouTube channel, I try to, I try to gauge how much of my time is worth putting into that. And the way I did that is again, I put a code in there that people can use for TA targets and I'm kind of ruining it cause I'm saying it on the podcast, but I, that code only shows up there. I've never used, I've never said anything about that code anywhere else. And it's really cool to see that even though I don't talk about TA targets in every video, that code gets used. And then I also have the ability because I don't have any sponsors or anything, you know, I, my company is my sponsor. I just put, I do little plugs for TA. If I'm doing a shooting video, it's very clear that I'm showing the targets and I'm talking about the targets and I'm showing the setup and it's been, yeah, I, I've been very pleased with the results of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I talked to somebody, um, years ago, I own a business and a holster business. He sent and sold it, but, um, he, uh, he told me that, some of the best events that he ever went to are these like truck shows and, and, and stuff. And, and he got like, Oh, a, a Yukon or a Bronco or is it, it was, he had a number of things that, that he would buy and he'd, he'd jack them up and then he'd throw his, you know, he kind of wrap them, not a full wrap, but he would put, you know, he put his company logo on and stuff and they put a loud, a loud system in it and you go to these these truck shows and you bring a tent and some of your product and he said that you know one just it was something that he already wanted to go to because he's into it but two his whole point was you know think of going to other events where there's going to be a lot of crossover because you're going to stand out at those places oh there's that you know, there's a gun accessory guy here he's the only one here out of there's a bunch of other Jeep and truck accessories here, but there's only one, one gun guy accessory here. And a lot of people there are gun are, are gun people. So uh, just trying to think outside of the box of your standard gun show stuff. Cause you're just going to get lost in a sea of right show uh, stuff there. So that's something I'd, <clears throat> I'd like to try this year, especially just because it is something that I love doing. My family really enjoyed it. So something I can bring them along with and, uh, Dude, if you want to go, the the coolest part. So when I drive out to you in Ohio, you're in a five to six hour range for me. Literally in the middle, directly in the middle as I'm heading west is my dad's cabin. And there's tons of land to go wheeling up there. That's where I end up going wheeling. So it'd be about a two and a half, three hour drive for you. Yeah. We have a place to stay. And I, I mean, that stuff... We definitely need to connect and do that. Well, we, and we need to get together and do some wheeling and get some videos and photos and stuff. That's what we were talking about before the podcast. I'm like, I, I, I sent him that video because there's an XJ and there's a Gladiator. I'm like, I sent it. I sent it to you. I'm like, yep. You know, this could be us. We could be making epic jeeping content together. As I was reading it though, in my head, it was a much more romantic. It was like this could be us. Well, maybe you know? that's how I meant it. Yeah, I. I <laughs> I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> I should. I was going to make a Romance. meme. I was like, you know, I was like, this could be us. Yeah. You know, those memes where it's like, this could be us, but right. You know, 
yeah, I was, I was gonna make one of those. See, most then. most gladiator guys would be like, "This could be us, but you have an XJ." <laughs> yeah, that should be this could be us, but I can't fit through the trails. You can. <laughs> uh, so it's actually been like two weeks since we've we've really kind of had to talk about stuff because we had the guys from Blue Alpha Gear, which I really like. Those guys, I They're really I, nice. Jesse, I love Gear. those guys. I love that. I love that episode. That's that, that's going to go down as one of my favorite episodes we've done. Just just hearing well, the story and and what you said was true last week. That everything I say is true. Everything you say is true, except when it's not true. I'm going to go ask Dusty about that. See if that's true. But if he knows what's good for him. He'll, the he'll <laughs> the, uh, the cool part, like you said, is we could have those guys on for ten different topics, and I think we should. I, yeah. I really think that. I mean, obviously not ten in a row. But, you know, we'll keep mixing it up. But there's so many different aspects of their company and their story that is – it's different. It's unique. It's cool. It, it, and everyone's story is a little bit different. Our stories are different. You know, we all had our own trials we came through. And, and you know, our businesses grew differently. But theirs is just unique it's cool I, I like it a lot and and i like the fact that they're solid dudes they have a good moral foundation and because of that they have a lot of good insight into the things that we deal with every day and yeah, yeah. i just appreciate that about them you know we're we're talking to them a little bit more after we're done recording and and they just started listing off all these other things that that were key key components to their growth with people that they worked with and, and met and stuff like that, that they didn't really get a chance to, to mention. And I could tell that they felt bad that they didn't get to mention those people. And, and uh, yeah, we, we just, I mean, we were really, we, we just barely had a chance to scratch a service on their, on their journey. So. Well, you're trying to compile, you know, at the end of the day when we're, we're sitting down and someone's interviewing us about our business, we're trying to compile at this point now, five years of, yeah of struggle and, and growth and stories. And you're trying to remember everything. Even if you take notes, man, you can't, yeah. you can't nail every single point down in one podcast, but I'm, I'm stoked to have them back on at some point. We can dive into whatever we dive in. Even if there's no topic, we'll just, the stuff we'll talk about. will be awesome. Well, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I've thought about kicking you off the podcast and, mm. and having them come on. Well, so. they, they look, they're a little bit more, pleasing sounding probably it's true and better looking and <laughs> although trying, they're to, Jeeps, trying to grow so. out the beard <laughs> yeah, but, Jeep but, guys though, so. but i believe i think it was kurt has a one wheel so oh that's true i'm pretty sure he has a one wheel so he has that you can go wheeling with that <laughs> literally wheeling like wheeling. one wheeling <laughs> so what's been going on in your 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 uh your side of the woods the last couple of weeks How's uh how's the lock stuff lockdown stuff going in PA? Anything change? Um, not really. Our governor's just continuing to have tantrums and lock everything down, and and it's just yeah, everybody's getting a little irritated at this point, and that's to be expected. We are continuing forward and have been. Um, last month was a record month for us. It blew my mind. I I wasn't expecting that, but our website traffic was through the roof and, and there's a couple of reasons that I know of that are why one, we offered ammunition and that the overflow of that was tremendous. We had people coming for ammo, but then they were throwing targets in with their shopping cart 
you know, and I know that some people were only on our website because I was talking about ammo. So it, it definitely gave the opportunity, um, to, to get some new people on the website. We grew our newsletter list pretty substantially. And now here, I guess it was Sunday. We released a new product. Yeah. I saw that. How'd that launch go? Good. So we didn't do a sale or anything. I didn't do a pre-order. I didn't do some crazy fancy discount. And there's a couple of reasons why one, I think the price is worth paying for that product. I think that there's enough and we've sold a ton of them so far. And the other thing is the key audience that target system has a lot of overflow. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, it's our vital zone target. I did a YouTube video on it where, and an IGTV video where I really broke down how we got to the point of making a vital zone. So if you don't know our lineup, please hop over to TA targets and watch that video. It's going to make more sense. But this vital zone target is a C zone target with an A zone paddle. And we did that very specifically. I I guess I'll say it like this. Our first core audience for that was law enforcement and military units. And the reason why is because there's a lot of training that happens on C zone targets. And we wanted to give a target system that was C zone shaped. So it works with their SOPs, but then they have more accountability. So that's also one of the reasons why we didn't push out with this crazy pre-order or sale or anything, because our, our main target with that is getting into those departments and giving them a tool that's an asset. Um, but also because we have, you know, we have influencers, we have other things out there. So if somebody wants, you know, wants to find a code, they can, but we kept it kind of low key this time just to partially to see what happens, but also because, and you know, I've said this, we, I don't want to be, I believe that we are making products that are worth the price tag. They're worth paying the amount of money because of the value you're getting in return. And I don't, I don't want to be the company that's, you know, like some of these companies where they're doing a sale every third day and every yeah, day you're a discount getting, code company. You're, then you're, yeah. you're basically saying that your product's not worth what you're asking. Yeah. I don't, I don't like that form of marketing. Yeah. I'd rather buy people. And it's the, the harder route is to win people over and say, this is worth paying for, especially when your product's expensive. But the cool part is as, and we've talked about this before, as we have released more and more products, people don't get sticker shocked with us. We yeah. don't, we don't gouge. I mean, we don't make, you know, we don't make margins like some other companies do. And that might blow people's minds, but it's just the truth. We, our product is extremely expensive to manufacture. So we're not price gouging at all. And honestly, the only, the only way we we're making more money as we grow is because we're getting more efficient with producing those products. Cause we're not changing prices uh, and we really haven't, but I, I want to be that company that, you know, we make what we need to make to thrive and survive and take care of our team and be able to reinvest. And then I'm going to, show people the story and you know, I want to win people over to believe that if there's a $225 target system, here's why that costs that. But the hard part is doing that without telling people this costs $225. Here's why you should buy it. (laughs) And that's, that's easier said than done. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, at the end of the day, both you and I don't put, I don't think we really ever, unless it's a special thing, we really don't put prices often in our, 
than our main no. feeds. No. And we no, don't... I, no, you show what it is and, and, and how it benefits you. And because that's, because that's the value that people get from it needs to, needs to be greater than, than, the, than what, than the, the value of the money that they're giving you. That's, that's what makes people buy anything is right. what they're getting is worth more to them than what the money is that they're handing over for it. So yeah, yeah. You, you tell people what it is, how it helps them and, and why it's good. And then you let them decide on their own if that's, if the price is, is worth it for them. Um, yep. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard, it's a hard journey, a hard story. Just looking back, there's been many times that it's been frustrating telling that story just because it's the long game. You know, when you're winning people over into a following that doesn't happen overnight, that takes influence. It takes time. It takes proving your track record. And we're now at the point where not, you know, we're still not known by a lot of people and we still have a huge impact to make, but we're at the point where there's enough people that know about us and talk about us that you, for example, if somebody says on one of our posts, that's way overpriced and why would you ever pay that? I'll have 10 people saying I bought from them and here's why it's worth it. Yeah. That's you know, my favorite. I, I love, I don't even have to, I love that. Yeah. I don't even have to do anything because I have thousands and thousands of customers that have probably said, wow, those targets are a little more expensive. Are they worth it? And they've probably put it in their shopping cart and thought about it for a little bit. And maybe they waited for a month and came back and finally said, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give them a shot. And then they realized, you know, not only did they get the best target system ever, it shipped out the day after they ordered it, which we try to do for everything. Um, and then if they have any issues, I, I take care of them. You know, we don't, we don't have this lengthy, crazy process. If something breaks or something fails prematurely, we take care of people that took care of us. And, and that's a long game, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, definitely worth playing that long game. I think. Oh, that, yeah, for sure. And it's, it, yeah, it, and that's a challenge. And it, it is to, I never try to convince people that they need to buy my product. I don't, I don't want to convince anybody to buy my product. I, I tell people, here's, here's what it is. Here's how it works. Here's the benefits of it. Um, I offer it, which this is, this is going to be a little bit harder for you to do just with something that is literally made to be shot at and destroyed. Um, it is, you know, we offer a 30 day, trial on it you know if you've had it for 30 days and you don't like it send it back and and yeah we'll give your money back um and we also offer a lifetime warranty on our stuff it you know, when i throw those two things in um you know for somebody who's who's a skeptic usually those those two things are what get people to tip over be like oh well yeah what's the worst case what scenario do I, what do i have to lose yeah yeah if you can yeah and you're right i am there's definitely times, you know, with our products and what we do, sometimes it sucks because we can't be as creative in certain realms like that. Um, just because if I would tell someone to ship it back, I'd lose all my money. <laughs> you'd, you'd have twice. I do. It'd be better just to let them keep it. <laughs> yeah. But 
I do think because I'm not saying this because we're friends or anything, or anything like that. I would tell you the opposite if it were true. I've I've used your guys' targets. I've used other people's targets. Yours is clearly better in just about every single way that I can think of. I really think if you guys offered, maybe you don't do this all the time, but if you guys offered a you know satisfaction guaranteed, or or we'll ship it back. I really think that you guys. I think the benefit would outweigh what the amount of people absolutely that are back. Absolutely, yeah, I, because because that's because that's going to get people to tip over that edge, and buy, and then they're going to get in and be like, "Wow, this really is worth it." And for those couple people that don't that that you do have to pay to ship it back, all the people that did buy, like I said, I, I think would outweigh it. So, um, and that's actually something we've been talking about, and I I forget <clears throat> if I talked about it on the podcast, but. As soon as the new website's done, which I'm still plugging away at, we will have more information on that kind of stuff and the warranty that we have. And it's it's going to completely set us apart from anybody else manufacturing steel targets. And, you know, the warranty aspect of it is the same thing. I mean, they're, you can destroy a steel target, even our steel targets. We We make them nearly indestructible. But if you're motivated enough or, you know, acting dumb enough (laughs) shooting crazy stuff you can break one of our steel targets you're gonna you're gonna work for it and you're gonna not only waste your money in your target but you're gonna spend way more on ammo than what you would want to (laughs) yeah even if you're shooting armor piercing yeah you'll spend more more money on ammo to destroy than what the target costs but five times over you know there's 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 a risk there because i know that some people buy the target and i'll clearly say no green tip no whatever and then that's what they shoot on it. And, you know, there's a risk that you put out a lifetime warranty on something and then someone's going to abuse it. However, I think, like you said, more people are going to be, um, more people are going to be just sent over the edge and, and confident than are going to buy it and then want to send it back. And, and we already have that. Like if somebody has a plate that, for some reason gets pits and it looks premature. And even, you know, even typically if I think, okay, you were doing something, but it's not quite reckless, but you weren't doing something right. We still just replace the product. And that's, that's how we've operated and it's kind of flown under the radar, but that's our core. It's one of our core values is taking care of the people that supported us. And that's how we've been doing that. And I, I don't think you guys, could or should offer a lifetime warranty on it i think you offer a you know a satisfaction guaranteed for 30 days type of thing you yeah. know to, to just give people a chance to get it in their hands and and try it and uh yeah i, I just think that would be i think it'd be cool for you guys at least uh like i said maybe at least you do like a promotion you know if if you buy within this time or use this code then and third then you have 30 days you know but that's yeah you know, just some ideas but uh, no, that's awesome, man. I, I saw you guys release that and I saw some of your, uh, uh, you know, a couple of your ambassadors, uh, posting about them. It's a, it's a cool target and I'm excited to see how people, um, yeah, how they use it, how, how they train with it. I've been shooting with them for months now and it's, it's one of my favorite targets. Yep. Just because I still of- want to do, I still have a cool idea with that target is I want to, it would be cool if you could make a 
stand for it that didn't have the post right down the middle of it because i think it'd be really cool to attach you know a piece of cardboard to the back side oh yeah of it and be able to shoot and then if you hear a ting you know you you miss yep uh i think but like i said the post is right it's right through the middle so they'd be blasting the post away it'd be cool <laughs> if there was if you had the armor post it wouldn't matter you could just pound away at the middle and it'd be fine yeah. but but yeah there's there's lots of room for innovation and I'm not closed off to anything. We just, we have, we have a lot of things that I have up here in my head or I have on sketchbooks and things that I want to do, but you know, it's so hard to get the time to, and to be, to be honest, I'm being a hundred percent transparent here. I don't really at this phase, right this moment, want to do much R and D, you know, I, I'm so consumed with the other aspects because what I'm doing is working and bringing in more people and sales. So that's my focus. So it's going to be hard for me to step back and then um, move into an R and D and prototyping phase again. And I will be very shortly. Yeah. So uh, last month was a record month for us too. And by like double. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Just, just insane. And, uh, I actually purchased another CNC machine. I've got nice. a Haas, Haas VF2 SS coming. Which no is idea about, which one that is. No, I, I know you don't. There's some people that will. Uh, it's basically double the machine of what I've got. Okay. Now, it's, it's got twice the machining capacity than what mine does now. Because we've kind of realized the last six months or so, the machine has been running nonstop, and, it, and we're just keeping up with yeah. demand. Uh, and you know, you're trying to get things like EDC trays and the RASC and, and there's other things that, that I've, I've fit into the schedule, but it's almost been to the detriment of, of our Neomag stock. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, so I've, uh, I, I was looking at the Haas website and just cause I'm like, you know, it, even though a lot of manufacturing is still going on during this time, there's still a lot of manufacturers that aren't. And I could see, I could see somebody like Haas, uh, potentially, you know, you know, doing some kind of promotion. And sure enough, they they had some like floor models that were thirty percent off. Wow! And, and they and had a piece some, of equipment that's a big deal. A huge, yeah. And uh, and they had some pretty insane uh, loan options, like stupid. I mean, they had an option of twelve months, same as cash, and. Uh, and like 1.8%, it just, it basically free money too. Uh, so I got, uh, I got 180 days, no payments. And then like a stupid low rate. Uh, wow. So they de- they definitely need to be moving equipment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got, I, I got a, I got an insane CNC with, with options that I never would have picked because I couldn't afford it. Uh, and just an awesome, affordable, package and actually the rigging company is trying to call me now they've they tried to call me twice during the podcast here because it's it got delivered to cleveland from california i think yesterday or today so it should be it should be here we're already out in the shop for it so it should be here any day now nice i'm so excited i get that in here and and really to be able to start start trying to hopefully try to push ahead um i may have both machines for a while running uh, Neomag plates just to really try to, uh, to actually try to get some, you know, that's the funny thing. We have been 
so we explained the relationship between the parent company and TA way back. So the work in the other ends of the shop and roofing and everything for the other company have, have come to a screeching halt. I mean, construction has just right. come to a halt. So we've had extra people that we've pulled on to do TA targets products. And the whole goal was to get us, and I'm not joking to have six months of inventory at least Mm -hmm. on hand. We had a whole, we had literally trucks of material are inbound to, to do this, to build ahead. And I have watched orders come in at such a volume that Ethan can't even do that right now. It's not even, He's trying, and as soon as he's like, cool, we've got 50 of these plates, 50 of these plates, 50 of these, whatever whatever it is, 300 bases. Like, we, we went through 360 bases so fast. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah and that's, and that, that's, a good, that's a good thing, but it sucks because we also can't – we need to get some of our inventory built up, but it's – yeah. Well, and that's – yeah, that's that's been the struggle is we've – We've learned that we that there are things that we need to have a longer back stock of. And there's some things that aren't that expensive that we can just order a year's worth of back stock for and not be a big deal. But there's things like Neomeg plates that the we machine that in order to get like a year's back stock, I'd have to quadruple my machining and that would still take a long time to get I'll get caught up. So um and the other hard part about all this is, is uh, at at our current staffing and current, uh, just how we are currently, this isn't sustainable. Like we, we, we've we've been able to get through and figure out how to get get stock, and and by the grace of God, things have have lined up. <laughs> like we've we've got a restock, like the same day that we would have completely run out of things, and. Uh, and we've been hanging on by the skin of our teeth for, for the last month, month and a half. Uh, so the struggle is how much do I scale my company to this? Because I don't, I don't know, obviously, but I don't think that this is going to be the new norm. I, I kind of hope yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I kind of hope it is. It's, I, I would, I would love to be able, because if things keep going the way that this is, I'd have no problem hiring a machinist. I'd have no problem hiring somebody to come in and handle inventory. And that's what we've been talking about. Me and Dustin have been talking about a lot, about a lot lately is, is pulling somebody in full time, uh, help out with some of this stuff. But, you know, we're getting by now. So the question is, how long do we try to get by and wait this out and see if things go back to quote unquote normal uh, or are we just going to keep, you know, keep torturing ourselves trying to do too much and then wish that, you know, months ago that, that we would have brought somebody in that would help with this stuff. So that's, that's honestly a struggle right now. And I'm, I'm thankful that that's our struggle. Cause I know there's a lot of companies right now that are, that have real struggles about trying to keep their, their doors open and their employees paid. And uh, I'm so thankful that, this is it this is this is my struggles but it's a struggle nonetheless and and just trying to figure out how how much do i scale we spent a considerable time amount of time last week looking at the building that we're in has has room around it to expand into and there were 
there's there's a pretty large space. So we're in about 2,200 square feet. There's a space next to us that's just under uh, 3,000 square feet that that they started doing some renovations on. And they're making a shop space over there. It's about twice what I have here. That would just be amazing to have because it's going to be tight in there with two CNC machines and all the other stuff we have. So, you know, part of me really wants a bigger shop, machine shop area, which is space has. But, um, you know, so we've been looking at, at space here, trying to figure out if, uh, if the money is worth the move, you know, if the juice is worth the squeeze and, and that's, uh, I think we kind of decide we're going to stay where we're at and because we, we have room here, it's, it's, it's going to continue to get tight, but I would love, my dream really is to, is to own a place, uh, is to either build or find some place that, that, that we can update. So, uh, yeah, so I'm also, which we just moved in here in December. Right. There's definitely, I was going to say, there's definitely <laughs> flexibility though with, with having a leased space as you are growing, you right. know, because, because our businesses could, could grow so fast. I mean, they could also not grow, but if they do grow, they tend to, if we're doing everything right, substantially grow. And at that point you almost are like in this, in this holding pattern where, which was the ironic part about the, the blue alpha story is they moved so much and that stressed me out just hearing that <laughs> just thinking about moving all those places it's like ah i don't know what i would do yeah i, I but had to pick up once a year which i'll be honest we've almost done at this right. point <clears throat> we were you know with our with how we built the company we're fortunate because we're filling a space that was big and and we will outgrow that space i mean we're already if you saw the shipping area, your mind would explode. Just the products that are leaving every day. We are at points out of space in, and we have right now 50,000 square feet. Wow. And there's even more that we could fill and overflow into. I mean, the paint room alone is about a thousand square feet, but when we fill the paint room, it's barely big enough. We we're literally blowing out at the seams just to paint product, but our product's also massive. It doesn't help anything. Yeah. Yeah. So your, you know, the, your product's large and heavy and yeah, it, but, but those are the things that even we consider and we talk about because mostly the hiring aspect of it is, is when do you hire somebody else and when does it make sense? And it, it always so far has felt a little bit premature even when we knew we were ready, it still was a question in our head. Like, are we ready for that person? Are we ready to do this step? Are we ready to do this thing? And then it usually pays off. But I, I'm nervous about the, for the same reasons as you, I don't know that this is the new normal. I, I recognize that a lot of people got money from the government yeah. during this pandemic. And that was quote unquote free money as people say, which we know nothing's free. But I digress. It, it ended up in people's checking accounts. And for whatever reason, I believe our marketing at TA was really good. Our message was really good. And, you know, I think people are spending a lot of that on target systems with us and a bunch of other stuff too. But it might be the new normal because we have had months like this 
this year already. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm nervous to make major changes to what we're doing to match what this looks like until I see, you know, if we get to July and it's just a repeat and a repeat and a repeat, yeah. we're going to have to be doing a couple things differently. Um, yeah, just, I, just to avoid a two week lead time. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, we've been successfully in stock. I like, we've not gone out, gone out of stock of Neomag in years. It used to happen fairly frequently the first year, maybe two years it would, it would happen, but, uh, we've done everything we can. There's been times where we've kept things in stock and, and, and actually not had anything here, but we were, but we're promised a restock on something within a day or two. So we're like, Oh, we'll, we'll go ahead and accept orders and they'll just ship out a you know, day or two later than what they normally would. And, uh, you know, so that has, that's happened a few times, which I hate doing, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, somebody told me the other day, which I didn't really think about. They're like, this, this could be kind of the new norm for the next, just cause it's an election year. Um, that's true. And people go nuts when it's election time and, uh, and just with the uncertainty. I didn't even, I didn't even play that into my head, but I think I hadn't either. And somebody told me that they were like, you know, you know things may be crazy for the next, one to four years so then you have to you have to almost get ready for this sounds really bad but and this is not partisan in any way shape or form but i mean it kind of is but it's not my personal beliefs or personal opinions flooding in here but if if there's fear and typically people like to take you conservative people who are would be more constitutional people they tend to lean toward a republican candidate and they're going to support trump mostly if if he wins and everybody kind of goes, oh, okay, we're safe. Well, then you might have to actually be dealing with after the election a dip, and that's that's what my concern would be. Is you ramp up, ramp up, ramp up, ramp up, ramp up, and then if things kind of go to comfort level afterwards, either I mean that could be anything. I mean confidence could go up, and they could continue. You know that. It, there's it's so volatile sometimes you could play any scenario um, and I'm not that smart I'm not an economist and I, I don't know how to predict this stuff yeah no yeah I don't either and if there's anything I've learned over the last six weeks is that economists have no idea what they're talking about either because all the predictions that I read six eight weeks ago uh, pretty much all of them have it's, not, it always seems like that it always seems like that with me where I'm listening to the quote unquote experts and either they're completely wrong or this expert says one thing, the next expert says the other thing and they're all experts in their field and they're saying totally different things. I'm going to make cool videos and take cool photos. Yeah. That's what I'm good at doing. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not Nostradamus. Yeah. Here. Uh, but I think in the, in the midst of all, of the craziness that's going on. I can't complain too much at this point no. about, I mean, I, there's definitely things that frustrate the crap out of me with this whole situation, but in looking at it from my business, I can't complain too much at this point. And I'm just, just hoping that we can continue on the trajectory we are on and nothing 
insanely crazy happens that stops things, you know? Yeah. And it's, yeah. It, it, I, one thing I just think about, and, and I know I could go back and listen to podcasts where I said this before that, that in, in times when, I, when I had the opportunity to make steps to grow and I did it, I wish, I always wish that I had done it sooner. You know, whether it was moving to the new shop or hiring somebody or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, if the thought was in my head, Hey, I, I should do this to grow. That thought's there for a reason. Uh, and it, it just, it, then it just comes down to what's the, you know, what's the pros and cons. Is it something that, that could be undone if things go back or, you know, slide down and most things can always be, you know, can always be undone, uh, you know, to a certain extent. So, um, yeah, so something else, or we're in a time here, but it's, it's some kind of crazy. So last every year for May the 4th, which by the way, oh yeah, it was yesterday was May the 4th be with you. So we always do a custom shop, Neomag, Star Wars themed. We always work with Lone Deadline, Cerakote. They're, they're kind of known for their, their Star Wars stuff. So we work with them. So this year we did a Beskar themed Neomag. He lasered, he like deep etch lasered in three sides of the, of the Neomag. And, and it, it looks and feels like Beskar from the, from the show. And, and we made 50 of them, which which is pretty standard. Last year I started doing a higher quantity because the year before that I was doing 50 or so and they were selling out last year. I started doing like a hundred of things and they stopped selling out and, and that either cause of the design or just, we had already done it before, you know, done something similar before there, there are different reasons. So I decided this year we're going to do custom shops, but I'm going to lower the quantities again. And so I did 50 of them. They sold out in nine minutes. Wow. <laughs> it was like our, our inventory system, our finale, I think updates every, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. So they sold out faster than what our inventory system could keep track of things. So we had to rush in. We actually, we, we technically oversold. Uh, so we made, we actually made, 50, <laughs> we actually made 51 of them. This is, this is crazy. We actually made 51. We we're going to keep one for our, our, our kind of showroom. And then we usually, we always hold back a couple just because, especially right now, USPS is losing packages. Like it's their, like that's their job and not to deliver packages. So we held back. I think we were, we put 46 up on the website. We sold 51 exactly because by the time we rushed to finale to take, take stuff out of the stock, we had actually oversold. Um, so we sold even ours and then we faced a, a few days of nonstop beratement from customers who, who were upset that they didn't get one. And I'm okay with that to a certain extent. That's why I do a limited amount in it and I want them to sell out because I think it's fun to have exclusive things that sell out. And the whole idea isn't to sell as many as I can. It's to make something exclusive. But I can understand if something sells out in nine minutes, probably should have made more of them. So 
I get my arm twisted. I mean, like Dusty's fielding phone calls and emails. I'm getting, I'm getting DMs and, and comments on social media. And it, so we decide, okay, we're going to do, we're going to do more, but we're going to change up the design a little bit. It's still going to be Beskar, but it's not going to be the same. So I'm still true to my word that the original 50 are going to be exclusive. So we decided to do a pre-order for 24 hours that we ran yesterday on May the 4th. <clears throat> And we sold like 210 of them. Holy cow. <laughs> Yesterday. <Jeez. laughs> so I definitely undershot. Wow. With, I definitely undershot with 50. Uh, and this is Greg, the anti pre-order guy. Oh, I hate pre-orders, but he's going to be doing pre-orders more. Well, I, I did a pre-order. What did I do the pre-order for recently? Oh, type, type G. Oh, but, nice. that, but the only reason I did I did a pre-order Type G is we had everything we had everything here and everything was machined and done. I was waiting for stuff to come back from Black Nitride, really. So all I had to do was assemble. So it really wasn't a pre-order like a lot of companies do a pre-order where they don't have anything done. They're they're waiting, um, which is kind of how these are too. I just have to send stuff over to build on deadline to get get laser, and then they're going to send them back and we we build them. Uh, but yeah, it's just great. Well, and then. Me and Dusty were just done with yesterday. We were like, I'm, I'm ready for the Star Wars stuff to be over. <laughs> Star Wars fans, if you're listening, I love you. But for those of you that are, that are criticizing the anatomical correctness of, of Din's helmet logo that we're putting on the side and the, and the scale of the best car, it, just stop. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're just stop. You're playing with fire. When you get into the Star World, Star Wars realm, and I'm oh my super gosh. uneducated in Star Wars, it wasn't something I was into. I'm not either, really. But I've had to be. I just know that from talking to people. When you dabble in that Star Wars thing and you don't get it quite right, you'll yeah. get crucified. And what well, so we were good, depending on what you're trying to do, right? And so we were just—I mean, like we were getting berated yesterday by people that that, that weren't happy with the change that we made, and and then. I've also got the people that bought the first 50 that weren't happy because we're making something else that it, that some of them liked the pre-order version more than the regular version. So it just, it was, it was just a tornado of craziness yesterday of, I'm like, man, I didn't even want, I didn't even want to do this. I didn't care about selling these and making the money. I just wanted to do something fun and be, and be over with. Why'd you have to go but, try to have fun? You could have just, you could have just not had fun. I just, I wanted to do, yeah, I just wanted to, so I'm like, I'm throwing you guys a bone here. I'm just making something cool for you guys. And now those squeaky wheels were outnumbered by the people who ordered and by the people who were excited about it and thankful for it. But it's just like, it, it, it was a win-win and a lose-lose. And I just, I, I showed Dusty walked in. I just, I showed him, I'm now getting messages from people who missed the pre-order that I ran for 27 hours yesterday because I actually started it at midnight eastern standard and ended it at midnight pacific so I gave people 27 hours I sent multiple emails multiple social media messages and I'm and sure enough there's people that are now upset with me because they didn't get the pre-order yesterday and they want to know what they can do to get it so that's going to be my, my struggle this, today this is your reality this is this is the new norm. I understand now why I only do a Star Wars thing once a year. Yeah. I hear it. 
I feel it. I feel the tension. We should have a moment of silence just because of your tension. No, today, my focus, <laughs> here's my focus today. Today is Cinco de Mayo. It's Taco Tuesday. I'm buying everybody at the shop here tacos from the best taco place in the world. We're going to- Well, at least you can get your tacos. Thanks, buddy. Yep. There's, everything's shut down here. Everything's takeout. The tacos for Taco Tuesday. That's, that's just, that should be a crime. I could make tacos, but yeah, yeah no. I'm probably not going to make tacos. Uh, after, after we're done here, I'm going to go take everybody's order and I'm buying everybody here tacos and we're going to... Well, I can get there, I don't know, by four o'clock or so. Uh, your tacos will be cold, but I'll get you tacos. Well, you can get me new tacos twice. <laughs> twice Taco Tuesday. TTT. I'll order them. You can go pick them up. Nah, no deal. No deal. I'm buying you tacos. All you got to do is pick them up. You're like the Star Wars people. You ask for it and then you complain about it not yeah. being. Yeah. Well, it's because. Gosh. It's because you're not accommodating me. If you cared about me, you'd drive them to me. <laughs> and you'd bring Dusty and we'd hang out and shoot. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm down for that. Again, they'll be cold. You will be? No, the oh, tacos the, will the be tacos. Cold, and, cold and soggy. Not if you drive fast enough. Gladiator, keep them warm. I'll put them under the engine. There, in the engine bay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We should, uh, we should get back to work here. Yep, I got a lot to do. Yep, same here. All right. Call back a rigging company. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Definitely, like we've said a million times, hit us up, forgingthejourney at gmail.com. Follow Forging the Journey on the IGs. Yes. I've been trying to post. It's kind of annoying me, everybody. I've been posting like question type stuff on, on on the Instagram page with zero response. I'm trying to engage with you people. Yeah. Definitely check out the Instagram page and we'll do some stuff in there. Yep. Cool. All right, everybody. We love you. Catch you next time. Awesome week. Yep. See you next week. See you.